Hi, I'm Noah Postema. And I'm Jackson Greer. Welcome to the Info Cafe. Today is May 3rd. May, may the 3rd be with you. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Wednesday? Wednesday. So, uh, as always, I'm going to start off a little this day in history. Mm-hmm. And this May 3rd, way back in 1469, uh, philosopher, uh, politician. Conspirator. Uh, yes. Conspirator, author. Author. Uh, Niccolo Machiavelli was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Some may call him the, the founder of, of modern political science, perhaps the, the father of uh, modern democratic theory as well. Very important guy. Uh, kind of a uh, a good guy and a bad guy sometimes. Right, uh, right. He, uh, he kind of changed the paradigm for how, how government and culture and society was looked at and viewed. Um, how many people, some people liked him, some people didn't, um, as is common with most most change yes and political figures yes definitely yeah he most most controversy would stem from his book the prince which sort of advocates for this uh political leader that is kind of ruthless very cunning uh sometimes justifies killing innocent people which is a no-no a big (laughs) (laughs) no-no um but yeah uh He's a pretty smart guy, and you know a lot of our, our politics today wouldn't be there without good old Machiavelli. I'm glad he's there. Yeah, as am I. Yes. Also on this day, uh, Joe DiMaggio made his Major League debut and got himself three hits. Um, Joe, Joe DiMaggio, one of the one of the greatest Yankees of all mm-hmm. time. Yeah. yeah. One of the greatest last names of all time. Oh, yeah. Uh, another Italian, Double, two Italians, two Italians, one day. <laughs> wow, yeah. that was that was nineteen thirty six, by the way. Just, Sorry, just, just an know. Italian day in history, I guess. Yeah, it really is a day in Italian history. I'm always, I'm always good for some, some Italian, yeah, Italian food as well. Italian, Italian food. food. Oof. Let's do, <laughs> do a quick ranking of uh, Italian food. Um, pasta? What's what's your go to pasta? I don't know really. Ziti pasta. Big ziti, yeah, yeah, I like ziti. Ziti's ziti. good. Big ziti, ziti's really good. I'll go for some big ziti. Uh, Penne, yeah, pasta. pasta. Oof, yeah. yeah. Rigatoni. Oh, oh man. Gee. Watch out. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Who 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 had the greater influence, Marco Machiavelli or uh, Joe DiMaggio? <laughs> <laughs> didn't if d- didn't Joe DiMaggio uh, have a little thing with Marilyn Monroe? Is it, am I am I remembering that correctly? I feel like most famous people from that era kind of had it's a true actually did he did he, was he, I think he did was he around when she was around maybe not maybe i'm wrong let's see joe dimaggio oh wait married. they're married wait what they're, they're like husband and wife i'm pretty sure are you sure yeah yeah it was it was weird oh wow mm-hmm. huh. yeah, yeah they were married wow yeah so so as i said who had the greater impact <laughs> on society? Yeah, poor Marilyn. She's she's <laughs> seeked grounds for a divorce. 
uh-huh. based on mental cruelty. He's Joe. <laughs> what are you doing, man? <laughs> well, this this really took a turn. Settle down. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's kind of rough. I didn't know that. Well, I had no idea. I, I knew they were married. I didn't know about the, the, the problems there. Mental cruelty, yeah. yeah. Well, the it's, first... it's, it's a good thing she got herself a little JFK before <laughs> that whole thing happened. New York Post uh, had an article that came out two years ago, I guess, and uh, headline, Inside DiMaggio and Monroe's Twisted Love. Twisted Love. Yeah. So apparently DiMaggio wanted uh, Marilyn to be a housewife, and she was just having none of it. Oh, he wanted her to be a housewife? Yeah, You're exactly. kidding me. That's what I'm saying. You should have been a, a house husband. Yeah. Do exactly. anything for Marilyn Monroe back then. Mm-hmm. Man. <laughs> well, yeah. there you have it. Uh, May 3rd, Joe DiMaggio, greater impact than Machiavelli. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, <laughs> we've gone to our, our culture, culture, club. culture club. Thank goodness. Um, another trailer came out today that I'm just excited about. Um, it's it's called The Dark Tower. It's based on a, a Stephen King, well, a series of Stephen King novels. Okay, all right. Um, it's kind of this dystopian, the world's ending, uh, we need to move to Earth to save our world, that kind of thing. Um, but it's starring uh, Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey, um, our, our, fa- our favorite car commercial Lincoln ambassador, Matthew yeah. McConaughey. Um, but this movie's coming out in late summer, August 4th, so kind of on the cusp of as award seasons start to turn. But um, the, the, the trailer looks very interesting. It's, it's Idris Elba as a gunslinger, and then Matthew McConaughey, his character's name is The Man in Black. So, kind of foreboding character for Matthew there. Um, but as, as Idris is walking across this this uh, deserted um, plane, he's he's slinging his guns around and sling his guns. He uh, he he looks pretty looks pretty good. He's good for Idris. Um, yeah. We we heard rumors that he might be the next James Bond. Don't know if that those have come to fruition I yet. I kind of hope so. I hope so. But but looking from from this trailer, I would definitely enjoy him as James Bond. Oh yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. But if I'm not mistaken, I this is this might be the first time Matthew McConaughey's played kind of a bad guy. I can't yeah. think of, I can't think of any. I think in oh, I don't know. I guess in Gold, which he's kind of a good guy, but I, I hear that he's also sort of a bad guy in that. Um In yeah, mud in mud you don't really know. Yeah, it's kind of first. He's a, a sort of a hero. Yeah. In mud. The anti hero, I guess. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah, I think so. But, but in this... First, first villain. Yeah, he looks... Mm, like, the way he... We, we all know the way he, he can perform a soliloquy and just kind of ramble on yeah. in his voice. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it, it looks really good nice as he's... Grawl. Yeah, he's got his black cape flowing, and I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Hmm. Um, also news in the TV world, one of your favorites, Philip K. Dick. Yeah. He, he has a, a sci-fi anthology in the works. Um, it's going to be just a, a stream of episodes detailing his his mind, his works, his uh, oh. his sci-fi. Uh, okay. We talked about this before. Yeah. How how hard it would be to adapt um, all this all this stuff. All of this stuff. Uh, of course, they've adapted Total Recall and um, just Total Recall. I got no uh, Blade Runner and <laughs> uh, some other things. Uh, a Scanner Darkly. Scanner Darkly. But it's going to be interesting. He's he really he really set the the framework for the sci-fi generation. Yeah, he did. He, a lot of a lot of stuff has come from from his original work. Um, yeah. I'll let you know two actors that have already signed on to be in this anthology: Steve Buscemi. Oh man. And oh, Terrence no. Howard. 
Oh, gosh. So, not the best <laughs> talent, but um, it's interesting to see what will happen with that. Big, oh. big task to, to tackle. Very big. Um, hmm. What else we got? We got something else. Uh, Oliver Stone, the, the director of, I believe, Platoon and Snowden recently. Yeah. I think he did Platoon. I think he did Platoon. Um, but he, he had the opportunity to have a little interview with Vladimir Putin. Um, <laughs> but he didn't, he didn't just interview him. He, he got to watch Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the... Did I get that right? Love the bomb? Yeah, How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love, love the, bomb. the bomb. Um, but he got, he got a chance to watch that, that satire with him. Uh, which I just can't imagine what that, one, that must yeah, have been I like. I feel like. I feel like Putin just kind of has like a bad like judge. Like a bad, like, he probably doesn't read satire very well. I feel like he, it kind of just yeah. that entire thing probably went over his head or something. Yeah. He never he never seen it before, obviously. Yeah. But be I fun. can't imagine what that must have been like. <laughs> Watching any movie about Putin, man. Uh, I had a question. Uh, yeah. You you get the opportunity to interview our our, our leader, yeah. uh, Donald Trump. What what movie? What film are you showing him? What film are you watching with Ooh, him? Oh boy. Uh, hmm. I think. Oh, gosh. I would probably want to watch like, um. Like really, like just like kind of like a low, uh, like a Will Ferrell comedy or something <laughs> like that, just to see his thoughts, or maybe something that's um, a little more heavy. Like like a like a deep hits you in the yeah like chest. a like a moonlight or a, a silence maybe. And, and see how he reacts to it. Get some philosoph- philosophical thoughts from President Trump. That must be so awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, that must have been that must have been interesting. Well, the they're they're um, I believe it's either CNN or Fox or somebody. Probably not Fox, but uh, they're gonna release a, a kind of a documentation of the interview and what Putin thought about Doctor Strangelove. <laughs> so that'd be very interesting. And one more, one more thing that I thought was interesting: the the band, the Eagles, not the Philadelphia Eagles, the band, the Eagles, they are suing a hotel in Baja California, Mexico, because this hotel, apparently named Hotel California after their their famous song, um, is selling merchandise without a license for the song. So they're they're profiting. Bold, very pro- bold. You know, it's a good in Mexico, a little very different business strategy. Yeah, but if it works out for you, it works out. Yeah, well, uh, unfortunately, it's not going to work out. Yeah, yeah. which is sad. Mm-hmm. Very sad. Uh, but you know, you can't do that. No, no. that is uh, not protected under the uh, fair use law yeah. thing, and uh, they're gonna be in trouble. <laughs> the, Eagles, <laughs> the Eagles are coming. They're coming down <laughs> to Mexico, flying down for the for the winter. But yeah, that's Culture Club. So great. Oh wait, wait, wait! Oh, no, it's on. not. No. no, it's not. Uh, Club's still open. Have you? Did you watch the? Do you see the trailer? Happen to see the trailer for uh, "It Comes at Night"? Oh, did I ever? My boy Trey Edward Schultz, mm-hmm. uh, his second film ever. Yeah, this looks yeah. It looks very very interesting. Mm-hmm. I, um, I believe it's coming out in June. Mm-hmm. June, yeah, and Joel Edgerton stars. Yes. Uh, it just looks very very interesting, and I. It's sort of like a, from the trailer, what I gathered, it's like it kind of takes your, your typical horror movie, but mm-hmm. it looks like it's a- adding a dimension to it that's not typically there. It looks like it's going to be pretty intelligent um, mm-hmm. and very intriguing. I'm excited. Anytime Joel Edgerton, uh, you know, he's starring. I'm in. <laughs> love, love Joel. It's a big draw. Big yeah. draw. Um, but Schultz, the, the director, this is his second film. His first one, Grisha. 
uh, which which is very low budget, filmed in ten days. Oh, is it the is that about the, the old lady? Yes, uh, centered around a Thanksgiving lunch, um, detailing just her 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 life. She's kind of an outcast, come back into the family for the for the meal. Mm. Uh, but he, he is a very young director, very very good director, um, all around. He his te- his technicality and attention to detail is is unlike um, most most young directors of this generation, I guess. But exciting to, to see he's got a big name like Edgerton and kind of kind of borderline, um, Creature was borderline horror, but this is kind of full-fledged terror thriller story. Yeah. Should be very, very good. Should be, yeah. I'm going to literally literature uh, from the author that, that wrote Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, um, A Most Wanted Man, The Spy Who Came From the Cold, John Le Carre, French, um, he has a new new novel coming out, new novel on the radar. In the release date is September seventh. Uh, it's called A Legacy of Spies, and it's reprising. It's his first. the The star or the protagonist of Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, George Smiley, which mm-hmm. the in the film ad- adaptation was played by Gary Oldman. Yes, that kind of character. Um, it's his. It's his first novel featuring George Smiley in about twenty five years. Um, so should be pretty good. Huh. Um, George Smiley. That character kind of gave John Le Carre a his his kind of brought him to fame. Um, so it's good to see him getting back to those roots in a sense. Yeah, um, should be should be interesting. It's on my radar. Should be on yours. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, recently, uh, as recent as yesterday. Yes. Uh, at uh, UT Austin, there was a an attack, uh, a stabbing. I believe four injured, three injured, four, three, three injured, three injured, possibly more. I think possibly more. And then Couple one, one died. One died. Yeah, unfortunately, one death. Uh, scary. Yeah, scary. A stabbing. Yeah. Um, which is something you don't really see very no. often. No. Uh, Not at all. And it's very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And this is interesting to see uh, how this is going to be handled by UT. Uh, man, that that was kind of a disaster whenever it happened. Because like reading Twitter or something like that, all the people were tweeting out that like went to UT and stuff like that were saying that they, they were getting news from the uh, like what was going on f- from Twitter faster than they were getting it from UT like in their mm-hmm. their emergency update thing. Uh, and UT actually gave the all clear in an area, uh, I believe on the West Campus, uh, that was not all clear, but they went ahead and gave it. So people were like walking around and whatever. Um, I think that's like where the gym is, and people like going to the gym and stuff like that. And it was still a dangerous situation. Like they hadn't mm. uh, actually arrested or caught the, the suspect yet, and they they gave the all clear, and it was not uh, good. Not a good situation no, all around. Not at all. And being being college students, uh, uh-huh. the the daily life of a college student is very uh, very open, um, very out in the open. So definitely definitely can relate to the. The possibility and terror of some of an attack like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just the accessibility aspect is very, very real and very there. So yeah. it's terrifying. And then uh, just today, just mm-hmm. recently, as of a couple hours ago, mm-hmm. um, there was a shooting, a murder suicide of some sort at North Lake College uh, in Dallas. Yes, at the Irving campus. Irving campus, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, so this is back to back days with an attack on college campus. Um, yeah. Both, both. Well, 
The North Lake one's receiving national coverage. Uh, they both receive national coverage. Yeah, but the North Lake is kind of yeah, sort of an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the, you have to contrast the, the knife versus the gun there. The I don't want to draw any conclusions, but no, no, that's kind of what it looks like. Uh, but again, this will be interesting to see. It's kind of the first time, um, at least one of the more the the bigger events, uh, one of the first times of an attack uh, with a firearm. In mm-hmm. Trump's presidency, and it's inter- interesting to see. That's true. Uh, how this administration will yeah. handle that. What statement he'll make, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, some more, some more current current events mm-hmm. here. We've got the old uh, sextortion case. Uh, <laughs> the old, uh, good old friend. Social media star uh, Hensha Voigt, I think, is how you would say that. Yeah. Voigt. V-O- like John Voight. Yeah, that's what I was like thinking. The, yeah. Uh, His daughter? Is this who it is? Was uh, basically two uh, two people. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. That's not right. Uh, yes, Jules is the social media star. Hendra Voigt and her boyfriend, Wesley Victor, are uh. are uh, trying to extort money out of oh. Yes, Jules because they have explicit pictures of her. Uh, the case went to court, and now... Um, this is this is kind of an interesting, interesting and very very important case because it's it's setting a precedent mm-hmm. for uh, the future. Basically, what the big problem is is can you uh, ask someone to unlock their phone for a court case? Can you unlock the phone yourself? Uh, hmm. Can you like order someone to give up their their passcode to their phone? And obviously, this is not something that's happened in the last whatever two hundred or so years of the history of the Supreme Court. <laughs> this is this is very new. Um, and very importantly, setting a precedent mm-hmm. because you know technology is only getting more and more advanced. There's going to be right. a lot more of these sort of cyber criminal cases, if you will, and a lot more precedents to be precedents to be set uh, by the court. Definitely, that that uh, that opens up a whole host of possibilities for lawyers to mm-hmm. to use as evidence and um, incriminating evidence uh, if you can if you can get in someone's phone like that, someone's records. Yeah. Uh, so, right now it's in uh, the lower courts, but uh, it kind of is is expected to. It's gonna get its way up there. Yeah, make its way up to the Supreme Court. Man. And also interesting now that Trump has his justice in the yes. Supreme Court. And uh, I believe, uh, I think it Ruth Bader Ginsburg is expected to retire pretty soon here, which oh, would really? leave Trump with a, yet another appointment. Wow. And uh, would would. For sure, now swing the uh, the court in a conservative favor, unless he, for some odd reason, picks <laughs> like a moderate or a liberal, which Trump would never do. I can't imagine ever that happening. Yeah, that just doesn't make sense. So it'll be looking at a I Man, think a five to five or no six to six, three six to three conservative majority, which is dangerous. Very dangerous in terms of passing. It depends where you're coming from. Constitution. It's kind of dangerous. Laws. Yes. About that, yeah. Important day. Sextortion mm-hmm. shootings. Not heavy stuff. It's not not fun to talk about. No, no, not at all. But but someone's got somebody, to. someone's got to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, moving on. Got a little sports, a little uh, mm-hmm. fadeaways and takeaways. Mm-hmm. We like to call it. Um, going back to Monday night. Yeah. Opening of the second round. Yeah. Raptors and Cavs and Rockets and Spurs. Uh, Cavs, as expected, took a uh, commanding 1-0 yeah. lead in the series. 
and the Rockets uh, may have surprised some people. Surprised uh, me. Well, yeah, I was I was kind of I don't know. I was on the edge about the Spurs just because of the way their team's set up and mm-hmm. and the the potential the Rockets have to do what they did, setting a a postseason record twenty two three pointers in a game. Yeah, which lighting you know, lighting up. It's it's good news and bad news. Good news is they're up one zero. Bad news for them is they're probably not going to do it again. I'd yeah. be surprised well, if they did. They might, but they probably won't do it again. Which those, is good news for the Spurs. Right, right. They're yeah. the one team that that has been doing it all season. Yeah, but. But yeah, nothing like that. Due to that volume uh, would be, and at that that high percentage, mm-hmm. uh, would be surprising. I, I would be shocked. You know, mm-hmm. if if they do it again, the Spurs just kind of have to tip their hats there and say, "Hey, you got us. <laughs> you got us." There was there was a big fight. Well, fight, not a fight, but uh, alter, altercation uh, in a, that uh, game. A, a bit of a yelling match. A yapping. Yes. Between Nene Pasta and uh, Dwayne Deadman. 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 Yeah. Dead men tell no tales. Um, <laughs> did, did both get ejected? Did any get ejected? No, Nene got Nene yeah. got ejected, uh, and then about ten minutes later, after being provoked by Patrick Beverly, as Patrick Beverly <laughs> does so well, his, uh, his role. Yeah, Deadman was ejected because Deadman was shooting free throws, and he's like, wait, he's basically waiting to get the ball, and then Beverly said something, so they started talking to each other, and. The ref who was gonna throw Deadman the ball to let him shoot his free throws just stopped and <laughs> and ejected Deadman. I don't know what Patrick. Be- I would love to hear I what would, Patrick Beverly said. I would love to see a stat on how many people Beverly has gotten ejected. Yeah, it'd be interesting. He probably leads the league in that. Yeah, Stephen uh, Adams close up there. Yes, Stephen Adams as well. Yeah, he's a, a big, scrappy guy. Big provoker. Yeah, he just does it in a different way. Right, uh, right. He just works hard. You know, you gotta <laughs> respect it. <laughs> but uh, Raptors and Cavs. Uh, Cavs won by eleven. They did. Uh, it wasn't. It, it was an interesting game because so often we talk about the Raptors in the playoffs, postseason, Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan not performing the way they do in the regular season. Mm-hmm. And in this game, they they kind of they they exceeded my expectations. I thought they they weren't going to play as well as they did, um, but they played they played pretty well. It's yeah. just they couldn't overcome. They the, hung around for, for yeah. a while. I mean, they would. I mean, the Cavs would go on a run, go up by like fifteen, and then mm-hmm. the Raptors would go on a run, bring it back within five. And that, that cycle kind of just repeated throughout the entire night and ended up Cavs double-digit win. But uh, Toronto played them pretty close the whole game. They, they played did. them pretty well. Uh, but I think that uh, the Cavs just... I think I think that'll kind of be the story of the series. They'll yeah. play them close the entire time, mm-hmm. and then LeBron will kind of take over in the end. Uh, I feel like that's pretty much how the series is going to go. Yeah. Uh, it's, hard, it's hard to imagine the Raptors... Being able to get four wins against mm-hmm. the Cavs, like it's hard to imagine a lot of teams yeah, doing that. Exactly, but especially the Raptors, just because I don't know, a lot of stuff has to go right for them to beat the Cavs. Mm-hmm. And who do you, who do you think has the best shot in the East to beat the Cavs? Uh, Is it the Celtics? I think it's the Celtics. I don't. I don't. Mm, I feel like the Wizards might have a good shot, but I think the Wizards match up well. Yeah. In terms of their their they have a big back big backcourt. Yes. And um. And then they have Otto Porter on the wing. And yeah, I like. I mean, I like Markeith. Obviously, you're, you're not going to stop LeBron James. Yeah. And, uh, but I like. I do like Otto Porter against uh, Dean F. LeBron. He's not like a fantastic defender, but he's he's long. He's serviceable. Yeah. And he's good enough to you know get a force a LeBron miss here and there. Maintain. Yeah. Exactly. The cont- you can't contain LeBron. But yeah. Sort of stay with him. I like yeah. that. And obviously, he's gonna. I mean, he's not like a. a and Andre Roberson, where he's just going to 
defend and not mm-hmm. score. <laughs> Otto Porter's a good score. Pretty good. Pretty and then good. and then you've got John Wall against Kyrie. I like that. I take John Wall. Yeah, exactly. John Wall's been. We'll get to it in a, in a second. Yeah, yeah, we will. Uh, and then Bradley Beal. Uh, Better than any two. I guess you'd have Jr. Jr. Iman guarding him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. good matchups. Yeah, Markeith Morris, Tristan Thompson. That's good too. Yeah, Gortat and whoever they put out the five. I like uh, maybe the Wizards. Yeah, but uh, unfortunately the Wizards are down two zero. Yeah, uh, they went down last night two zero. Uh, the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the Wizards, and they're not even, yeah. even going to advance. <laughs> oh, well. Celtics uh, took another game off the Wizards at home. Behind Isaiah Thomas's outstanding performance. Yeah, 53, 53 points. 53 points. It was an overtime. Yeah, it was an overtime. But still, 53 points. He scored, I think he had, uh, I think I feel like he had the majority of those in the fourth quarter. I think he had, he had 21 or 24 in the, the fourth, fourth quarter. quarter. Yeah, which is nothing new from Isaiah no. Thomas. He's, you know, the king of the fourth quarter. He is. And it's... It's just so captivating to watch him play because yeah. smallest guy on the court always. He, I remember there was a stretch about a, a five minute stretch in the game there, or probably three minute, where is it Markeith or Mar- Markeith? Markeith's on the yeah, Wizards. Yeah, Wizards. Yeah, I was I can never, I never know. Well, uh, funny, I just want, I just want to mention this. I, I saw a picture of them. They're identical twins, Markeith and Marcus yeah. Morris. They actually have identical tattoos too yeah. across their entire chest. Same tattoos in the same place. <laughs> Just very strange. That's terrible. Um, Why yeah, do you do that? I have no idea. That's cheating. Anyways, uh, there was about a three-minute stretch there where uh, Markeith got switched on to Isaiah, oh, I no. think, three times. And Isaiah, I mean, took him to school all three times. Uh, <laughs> and every time he stared him down. And it was just so <laughs> – it's so funny seeing, like, like they'd, like, go to a commercial, go to a break, and, like, it'd be slow-mo and Isaiah Thomas staring down. Like, he's whatever, five, nine, nine whatever he is, yeah. And Markeith, six, ten? Yeah, six, nine, around there. I don't know, somewhere around there. And him just, like, looking at him, <laughs> staring at, at Markeith. And, yeah, that those that, that stretch right there culminated in a uh, an and-one, uh, mm. like, a 12-foot jumper from Isaiah mm. where uh, Markeith got his hand on the way up and – Oh yes, this is one yeah. where he lost the ball. Lost a the ball bit. and yeah. like kind of chunked it up and it somehow made it, and it was golly man. Yeah, I never had the chance to really watch Allen Iverson in his prime. Yeah, uh, that kind of chip on his shoulder mentality. Yeah, but I think I feel like if I think he Isaiah Thomas is our version, maybe not as good, but embodying. Yeah, that that sort of that uh, just small guy. I'm the best scorer on the court. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna take over this game. Um, yeah, that's that's why I'm excited because we're looking like we're gonna get a Celtics Cavs Eastern Conference Finals. Yes, excited to see that matchup. Um, LeBron, best player in the world, but Isaiah Thomas at times best player on the court. Yes, uh, exactly. Very interesting to see because mm-hmm. no, that'd be good. That'd be really just, good. You get him in a pick and roll, and he comes around that left hand on the at the top of the key. Yeah, pops up for three, and just no no one can really stop it when yeah. he gets in that groove. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm very excited. But opposite Isaiah Thomas. We have John Wall. Mm-hmm. He he in the first round he kind of ascended. Um, I think I think he took a big step forward in terms of his his superstardom um, as a as a point guard in this league. Yeah, he he definitely carried the Wizards through that series, bat- battling back and forth with Paul Millsap and the Hawks. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, is he a superstar? Is he is he certified bona fide? It's hard to say. I think. Um First, we gotta kind of take a look at where he would stand in the league as far as mm-hmm. point guards go. Okay. Uh, and obviously, you got your you got Isaiah Thomas, uh, Kyrie, Steph, Russell, Russell, 
unfortunately Chris uh, Paul Steph Kirk, Chris Paul there's a lot of there's a lot of really good point guards on there and I, I think you have to say yeah Damian Lillard you have to say that he's better than probably at least three of those guys for him to be mm-hmm. a, a bona fide superstar and I think uh, on some nights he definitely is a mm-hmm. lot better than a lot of those guys but on a consistent basis like season long obviously he had a really good season but mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I'm ready to put him at that status quite yet I think that I would take I would take Kyrie over him uh, and, and down the stretch in a, in, a, in a really clutch game I think I would take Kyrie mm-hmm. interesting interesting because they they're, they've essentially followed like kind of the same path coming mm-hmm. straight out of college and having this this hype around yeah. them uh, I would take. I, I don't want to say it, but I think I would take Steph over him. Ah, I, I don't know. I would definitely take Chris Paul over him. That's for sure. Uh, Russell. I would take Russell over him. Yeah, definitely. I'd probably take John Wall over Damian Lillard. Yeah. He's just um, more of a complete player. And I mean, it's it's CJ McCollum's trophies. You know? <laughs> Not even Damian Lillard lost control of that team. It's CJ McCollum's now. <laughs> True. So I, I I don't know. I really give him a year. I think one more year, one more year, and I think that he could definitely be there. I don't know. If, I'm, I think some people are ready to call him a superstar now mm-hmm. after this season, but I don't know. It's tough. He's. I, wa- he's I want to see him. Sure. I, I want to see him become more of a, a, a leader on the team mm-hmm. because right now, yes, he he took over that series against the Hawks, but you have you you have a guy like Bradley Beal as your two guard, mm-hmm. capable of scoring 40 and 50 and it just doesn't happen every night he's less con- he's even less consistent than john wall is at times yeah. so if he could he could rally around that and um learn how to get everybody involved on a nightly basis i think that would kind of be one of the missing steps that, that he could fill yeah also also learn from his his veteran point guard presence behind him and brandon jennings <laughs> um yeah. be good good character guy yeah like that that, that leadership quality it's something that i yeah, he's definitely lacking mm-hmm. but it's something that's like Whenever you watch, it's so present in like guys like mm-hmm. Russell and Chris Paul, who definitely, especially, you know that that the series with the Jazz and the Clippers uh, didn't go the Clippers' way, but Chris Paul was he was the reason why they're still in mm-hmm. that series, and he just kind of he would take over games, and he like you could tell it was it was kind of it was his team and it was his game almost, and he sort of just did what he want, but he also facilitated yeah and and, and kind of led that team. They, they would not have been in that series no. without him. No, but yeah, uh, and then uh, speaking of the Jazz, <sighs> speaking of the Jazz, <sighs> began their series with the Warriors last night, and the Warriors uh, beat them by twelve. Don't be yeah. deceived by such a close score because it, it was not a, a twelve-point game. It was it was much much uh, <laughs> worse than, <laughs> than, than that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was in a, a twenty-point lead most of the second half. Yeah, it was pretty Jazz bad. Kind of closed it. Very disappointing. Game. Yeah. The Jazz closed it once the Warriors had the reserves. Right, in. right. But it playing the Warriors is so, so so difficult just because they're a matchup nightmare. Yeah, the Jazz, the Jazz are big. They they have a they have big big guards, yeah. big big lineups, Lots of length, and sure. they you saw that they could kind of control the pace. The, the the Warriors play at one of the fastest paces in the league. Jazz play at I believe the slowest, the slowest, the yeah. slowest. Um, so they're kind of more of a traditional set up your offense kind of we're gonna grind and play defense. Warriors are not that at all. Uh, so counter countercultural in the way that they they both approach the game. It's just mm-hmm. so hard to dictate pace. Um, it's much harder to slow slow the game down than to speed it up. I think when you're playing the Warriors. Yeah. Um, so 
it was, it was a, I think I think it's going to be very difficult for the Jazz to to put anything together in the yeah. long run. Yeah, definitely for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, there wasn't really a, a whole lot of, uh, of of any there weren't weren't really any bright spots there for the Jazz in that game. I mean, Rudy, Rudy Gobert can he? There were some plays where. Kevin Durant or Steph would be coming in the lane and just come to a standstill. Usually you see Steph curving through the, the lane, being able to get kind of any shot he wants. Yeah. Not the case with what I think should be the defensive player of the year um, in the middle of the paint. Yeah, and then you have that uh, that, that play where uh, Steph sort of dribbled dribbled a circle around Gobert, and Gobert did a 360, unfortunately, mm-hmm. a full 360, and it was kind of embarrassing. And everyone went crazy, and ESPN tweeted about it. I would just <laughs> like to point out that um, is this the first time that, that Steph's ever been able to dribble around a big guy? Because I recall <laughs> a time last year in the finals in which Kevin Love, uh, I would not call Kevin Love a premier defender. I would not ever consider him for Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, Kevin Love deed up Steph Curry just fine. Just and fine. Steph uh, couldn't get around him that time and ultimately missed the shot and, dare I say, lost the game for the Warriors. <laughs> I think he did. <laughs> I think he lost the game. Yeah, so let's not get too excited about that. No, um, never. Again, Rudy Gobert is what seven one seven one. Uh, he's French too. He's French. What do you, yeah? What do you expect what do you, from a Frenchman? They're not. They're not used to three sixties. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I think it's it's important to note that um, the Jazz, while Gordon Hayward, uh, he's good for twenty five most nights. Uh, is he the guy that can? sort of take over and, and score, maybe mm-hmm. get 40 if they need it, 30, whatever. Because I if not, I feel like the Jazz are lacking. It's it's good for them that they've gotten this far, but they're, I feel like they're lacking sort of that score. Joe Johnson, had, he, he, mm-hmm. he played really well in the last series and kind of was clutched down the stretch. But he it doesn't look like he's showing up in games early on and mm-hmm. it's sort of making it his game throughout the entire four quarters. I feel like they're lacking that guy. That I that Isaiah Thomas type where mm-hmm. I'm gonna score. I'm the best player on the court. I'm gonna do what I want. I'm gonna score. Mm-hmm. That kind of attitude. Yeah. They don't really have that on their team. Yeah. Going back to the way that the team's built, it's they're all really selfless guys too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, kind I, of a, a, mi- a mini Spurs team in a way. Every every player on the, the yeah. roster scored last yeah. night. Every single yeah. player, which is an insane. That never happens. Yeah. That's nuts. But, again, everyone can score, but as long as – I mean, Rudy Gobert was their leading scorer with 13. So – Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Good grief. Exactly. I mean, you can be all, all the unselfish as you want, but if you don't have that guy that's going to get, you know – Yeah, you need, you need, a, you need a, a go-to guy yeah, in a sense. In the playoffs mm-hmm. that's going to get – you know, step up. Let me get you 30. Mm-hmm. They don't have that, and – you know, again, too nice. Late, too late to make the trade. Nice thing. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, nice of them that they, they got this far. Mm-hmm. I think. What, what do you What do you think happens to Hayward? If, in all, for all intents and purposes, purposes, I think they're losing the series. But yeah, definitely. What, what do you think? Uh, what do you think he's he's thinking? Because um, the way the Jazz are built right now, slowest team. Yeah, he, they're the slowest team, but efficient team though. Yeah, I think I think Gordon definitely. Enjoys it there. Mm-hmm. I feel like he'd want to stay, but I definitely feel like the Jazz are gonna have to make um, some moves in the offseason 
to bring in guys that can mm-hmm. score, can kind of build around Gordon Hayward and allow him to do his thing. Mm-hmm. And he's a great player. He really is. He's another guy that's kind of like a – kind of ascended the past yeah. couple seasons, and he's also borderline superstar. Not not quite the level of John Wall. No. He's a little below, but he's he had definitely, definitely has the potential mm-hmm. in the next coming years to ascend to mm-hmm. those ranks. Uh, definitely if they can build around him and go bear, that's a, a scary team. They have a, a score mixed in there. Mm-hmm. It, I think the Jazz are in a position to offer him the most money too. So it's mm-hmm. kind of, do you want to take not necessarily take your chances, but but stay where you are with the familiar and get money, mm-hmm. or join a team like the Celtics, where probably probably a better team. Oh yeah, yeah um, I think so. Your your coach that you're familiar with, but take a pay cut. Um, yeah, knowing knowing Gordon Hayward personally. Um, personally knowing him <laughs> personally and his, knowing his him. motives <laughs> I, I think I think the Celtics is a very enticing option to him um, that's interesting especially moving east yeah yeah something to, something to look for yeah exactly but they're, they're not winning this nah, series no they're not so no chance just to recap the series the series series I series is right now the Warriors are up 1-0 on the Jazz mm-hmm. the Cavs are up 1-0 Cavs are up 1-0 uh, Rockets are up 1-0 and Celtics are up 2-0. 2-0, yes. Okay. So we've got so far. Man. All O's. Yeah, and then we'll be we'll be heading into uh, conference finals next week, I think. I'm or excited. Late next week, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it'll be... It'll be probably what we expect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cavs and Warriors again? Cavs and Warriors. I hope not. I hope Celtics get in. Yeah. Oh, well. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Well, moving on to... Uh, to your favorite, your favorite breaking news, your your ten seconds of NHL news, um, all aboard! All aboard! Here we go. Sydney, welcome to the sideline. Crosby has been <laughs> sidelined again with a concussion. Crosby has missed a whopping total of 114 games due to concussion concussion related injuries. Or, in other words, a concussion. A concussion. Yeah. All this talk about well, the NFL needs to make some changes to the rules to uh, ensure the player safety so they don't become vegetables later on in life. What about the NHL? What about the NHL? I this is where I think uh, Roger Goodell could really improve his standing as commissioner. He could imp- implement some yes, some actions. Definitely. Some... Why not? Hey, hey, guy, NHL commissioner. I don't know what your name is, but hold the meeting. Hey, say Goodell. Goodell would say, Hey, look what I'm doing over here. <laughs> it's not very effective, but at least I'm doing something to make it look like at I least, care about the players. At least the moms are are, are not as worried now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, guys are coming down here with PTSD because. They're hitting, and they're not hitting right, and yeah. they have bad helmets, and these are grown men throwing their heads at each other, which like Rams, yeah, like Rams, like Rams. Interesting to say. Uh, again, this is just ten seconds of NHL news, not right. We're we're not a we're I not am, a I'm overstepping investigative my bounds here. NHL. Yeah, seriously, I don't, I don't want to tell but. the truth here. <laughs> 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 we'll leave we'll leave that to to yeah. You decide, African right? Smith. <laughs> Yes, but right, that was ten seconds of NHL news. Um, all right. Okay. Moving on. Parthenon. Parthenon. Uh, few few of our favorites. This 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 episode. Um, your one of your your favorite director. One of your favorite. One of my favorite. One of your favorite. I don't. It was his birthday, actually. Yes, uh, May first. May first. We missed uh, it. Two days ago, we missed it. We, we celebrated missed, though. We, we celebrated. celebrated. Don't worry. Don't worry. Oh. But for a Parthenon, we like to celebrate Wes and. Uh, Wes Anderson, that is. Yes. For those of y'all that. <laughs> aren't, aren't familiar yeah um and kind of talk about his yeah. movies for our parthenon and talk about our favorites mm-hmm. 
Uh, Start us off here. What do you got? One of, one of, probably my favorite, but definitely one of my favorites, uh, Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, yeah. The, the uh, esoteric kind of teen love romance at camp. Um, yes. Kind of an idea that's that's been spoken about um, between between cultures and generations uh, mm-hmm. for a while, but he kind of fully fledged, fleshes it out in this um, funny, quirky uh, style that he does um, in all his movies, and yeah. it's it's with, paired with guys like Edward Norton and Bruce Willis and Bill Murray. It's just it's just all very funny, and yeah. um, I can relate to to that kind of. Uh, Knowing that you you like somebody but not knowing how to talk about it, yeah, uh, it's just it's just all very funny in the way he he frames the the story and the narrative. I just truly truly love. Yeah, it's uh, fantastic. It's all most of his movies are just kind of mm-hmm. pure joy to oh, yeah. take in. Um, another one of my favorites, uh, his second mm-hmm. film, Rushmore, <laughs> uh, with Jason Schwartzman and uh, Bill Murray again. Mm-hmm. He loves Bill Murray, and I love yeah. Bill Murray, so. We all love. He kind of fits that mm-hmm. style of mm-hmm. greenness. But Rushmore is great. Um, it's about a, a student who sort of falls in love with this teacher, and they're kind of locked in this love triangle between Bill Murray, Jason Schwartzman, who's a student, and the teacher. And it's it's very, very funny. Again, it's sort of like that thing, like you're the, the situation where you're in love, don't really know mm-hmm. what to do about it. And then when you act, you know, it doesn't always turn out the way you want. Um, but music is great something that i always yeah. appreciate about uh wes anderson is that he he chooses great music and it, again it's easy to like throw uh like really you know artsy <laughs> or symmetrical shots in and, and have like a musical montage and pick uh just a song and throw it up against there but he like he the music that he picks is not like they're not like hits like mm-hmm. they're they're real deep cuts from stuff that I'm, i'd imagine that he listened to a lot when he was growing up yeah. and stuff like that they're they're not kind of songs that you would hear of outside of um, growing up in that era or just being a huge fan of the band. It's really cool to see that. The, the, the thing about Wes Anderson is I can't really think of a director like him. No. Um, in He's terms of, pretty one of how he how he creates. And one of, one of, I guess, the biggest adjective that comes to mind when describing him is inten- intentional. Oh, yeah. He's very sure. detailed, especially in the way he created this animated movie, Fantastic Mr. Fox, that just hasn't really been replicated in any other way. Yeah. And the way he he creates his own color palette, and like you said with the the music, he's just he wants things to be the way he wants them to be, mm-hmm. and that just shows in everything he creates, um, and just separates him in a category of his own. Um, that's Wes Anderson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another another one of my favorites that recently. Yes. Another um, one of my favorites as well. Yeah. Uh, I believe. Two thousand seven. Uh, 2007? I think it's 2009. 2009? No, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I think it's 2007. $2 on the table. $4. Because I think Fantastic Mr. Fox is 2009. Oh, 2007. Yep. Gosh. 2007, uh, The Dars Unlimited, uh, featuring Owen Wilson, uh, Adrian Brody, and Jason Schwartzman. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's three brothers. Yes, three brothers. Traveling through India on sort of like a, a spiritual... <laughs> journey a soul-searching event mm-hmm. an, an odyssey in a way yeah an odyssey exactly mm-hmm. uh and that that again is uh evidence of um wes anderson's attention to detail mm-hmm. his intentionality uh the way he sort of goes about filming and, and whatnot mm-hmm. it's it's highly highly entertaining <laughs> uh so funny 
it's riddled with hilarity no yeah. matter no matter what he the, and the actors he chooses he he sticks he sticks yeah. to kind of the same uh list of actors every mm-hmm. every every film switching up who's the protagonist every yeah, now and yeah. then but just the people he chooses are so into their their roles yeah it's perfect it's, it's perfect yeah mm-hmm. uh but yeah that, that that's probably one of my mm-hmm. one of my favorites of his i also like how most of his his films deal with european or, or i guess foreign cultures mm-hmm. um and the way he portrays them just speaks to that detail yeah again um, exactly especially as they, they journey through india riding on the train most of the time and um it's just all all very fun all very interesting he has he has, he has a new film in the works coming out yeah i love dogs i love dogs uh, yes. another claymation uh mm-hmm. fantastic mr fox was and that's coming in 2018 yeah the cast is pretty star-studded oh, Sack. Yeah. Um, I don't know who, I'm excited. who wouldn't want to get on a Wes Anderson yeah. list film. Um, one more thing, though. Yeah. Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel mm. was mm-hmm. his most recent film to date. Uh, and I think it was... Uh, Where does it fit? I don't, in? I don't, it's top three for sure for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think there's quite another experience out there like it is like watching Grand Budapest Hotel uh, if there's a movie like if I could pick I don't know like a handful of movies to kind of watch over again and experience for the first yeah. time Grand Budapest Hotel would definitely be one of them because there really isn't another uh, experience like it um, it's it's amazing and Born Talk Cinematography out of hmm. all of Wes Anderson's movies that is probably the the crown jewel of the, the, the grand yes yeah and uh the cast is amazing they do a great job there's a mm-hmm. scene in there with uh adrian brody and um ralph fines mm-hmm. uh basically what the movie is about it's like this this hotel concierge guy who runs this hotel and he sort of has a, a thing for older <laughs> women <laughs> but the one of his like the current love interest dies and so he goes to her the reading of her will and like mm-hmm. her whole family's there it's huge and she actually leaves, like, the most expensive thing that she owns, which is a painting, to him. Uh, and all the family sort of freaks out <laughs> and, like, kind of wonders who this guy is. And the exchange between Adrian Brody and Ralph Fiennes is probably one of my my favorite interactions mm-hmm. in all of film, really. <laughs> I, I love it. It's it's such a fun, fun experience. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah, definitely thinking about which, which movies I would love to experience for the first time. Wes Anderson, any of them, really. Yeah. Just the, the way it hits you mm-hmm. is unlike anything really anybody else can evoke. Right. Yeah. So. Could go on and on about Wes. Yeah, could. We could do a whole episode. Which maybe maybe we will. Maybe someday. we will one day. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I like it. I like it. Well. Happy birthday. Time to wrap up with some birthdays. Yeah, happy birthday from uh, all of us over at the Info Cafe, our the, staff, the, the entire staff, our interns. Uh, our writers, our writers, producers. Producers. Um, they do a great job, by the way. Makeup. Yeah, makeup guys. <laughs> Happy birthday to Designer. How many eyes does he have in his name? Uh, he's got two. No, just two. Okay. Just two, but I always thought there were more. Yeah, there should be more. There should be more. If he's gonna do two, you might as well do yeah. three. And if well, he's gonna do three, might as well do four. The the poet, the the laureate, the the lyrical genius, designer. He's mm. twenty today. <laughs> Yes, he is. Uh, that's kind of odd. I did not know he was that young. <laughs> He's very young. 
Yeah, he can't even legally drink. No, I don't think he ever has. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. That, he's, wait, that, he's waiting. The lifestyle that he lives, I would imagine that there's no way ever. Just can't fit, it, fit the time in, I think, is yes. the, the issue. He's booked. Yeah, he's booked. Uh, came out with the, the hit, the hit song, Panda. Raising wild, awareness wild for wild pandas wild. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I That was sort of a strange song. People loved it. Yeah. <laughs> For some know. reason. I don't know why, but they did. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well. Anyways, we don't have to talk about that no. any longer. <laughs> we, we missed one. We missed a big birthday. Yeah. Big, big friend of the show. Big friend of the show, friend of the program. We'll have him on soon. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. But. We, he's, he's, he's ready. He's ready to come. But the, the rock, Dwayne Johnson. How yeah. old do you think he is? Uh, at ha- least the no, handsome no man. longer than, no, 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 longer, no older than 30. No way. <laughs> There's no way. He's just too young. He's way too young. <laughs> he's good looking. Wow. He's, he actually turned 45. Wow. Yeah. I would never have guessed. No, you just can't. You look at him and he's you're like. He's youthful. Soulful. What? What? Beautiful man. This man's 20. This man's way younger than 45. Yes. But I I don't even know where to begin. We could do a whole episode on Dwayne Johnson, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, we'll have to do that. He's become, well. he's become Hollywood's highest paid actor. Yeah. Really? Kind of a, a golden boy for Hollywood. He's man been, of the year, yeah, been this kind of thing. Very busy this mm-hmm. year. And Baywatch. Oh, man. Am I ready for Baywatch? You're ready for Baywatch. <laughs> Let's go. But uh, happy birthday. Yeah. Sorry we missed it. That was yesterday, mm-hmm. May 2nd. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. That about, that's all we need to say, really. That, that, that mm-hmm. perfectly wraps up the show. Mm-hmm. I think it does. Yeah. So does. from all of us over here at the Info Cafe, uh, thanks for listening again. Yeah. Uh, Listen, listen some more. We've got some more episodes coming. <laughs> listen some more. We're not planning on stopping now. Never. Uh, good night and good luck. <laughs>